You're listening to The View From Up Here, an equipping podcast by Viewpoint Leadership and Development. Our vision is to cultivate a change in the way the world views leadership and development. And our mission is to foster better leaders through a modern approach while developing individuals into their true selves. My name's Brad Walbridge, your host for our time together. And joining me in our conversations is our president and founder, Josh Trout, and our COO, Joel Archery. Want to welcome you back to the view from up here with you as always, Brad Walbridge, joined by Joel Archery and Josh Trout. Uh, we have the privilege of being joined on our show today by Jay Blankenship. Jay, welcome. Thank you very much. Jay, you're with the South Carolina Department of Commerce, right? That's correct. In the Workforce Division, in charge of the Greenville region. Yeah. Can you tell us just a little bit about that role and how you how you got into it? So basically, the the role that I, I actually hold right now is I touch everything from K twelve through employment. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of variations of the day. There's a lot of the great things that go on. But most importantly, I try to make sure that I use those connect points to help build a global competitive workforce, okay. especially starting our younger generation. Yeah. And trying to make sure that they have access to information and opportunity so that then they can compete globally. Mm. Right. Mm. Right. I bet that starts uh, at those young ages, how important that is to set that as a foundation. Well, very intentionally, yeah. here in Greenville, we have a very intentional approach to where the state aligns these, these career opportunities in eighth grade. We actually sometimes go all the way as far as elementary school. Mm-hmm. On a personal note, I think we should really start in, in pre-K. Mm-hmm. And we can use logos Absolutely. and those type things so students start to interact. It's just like if you sit in a the movie theater yeah. and you've already eaten, but then the popcorn and the Coke and all that comes on. <laughs> Sublingly, you get up. Sure. And you're going to go buy popcorn, Coke, and all of that. So if we can start exposing these young people to those logos much earlier, when they get older and start driving past these places, they know, oh, that's a company that I have an opportunity to go be employed at. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it. I haven't looked at it quite that way before. I never thought about the old, like, we're going to the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're approaching that with the workforce. Yeah, and how to, how to trigger that for them as they grow older uh, mm. and just start to build those patterns of, all right, what, do I, what do I want to do with my life? Where do I want to work? How do I want to, uh, want to be engaged in the workforce? Well, it's just like, it's just like a, an athletic event. Yeah. You know logo. Yeah, sure. And these kids at three, four years old knows what a tiger paw is. Yeah. And then what a Gamecock logo is. That's a good point. And right. we can do the same thing with workforce. We just have to be very creative, innovative, how do we make the touch point, yeah. make the touch point real. And we, and we real quick, we talk about education, how that, that age group, that's, that's the, the most vital Absolutely. time of their lives yeah. Yeah. to soak things in. So that makes complete sense. That's yeah. correct, because the, the older that young person gets, as, as we did, their thought process, their beliefs, their patterns are already built. Yeah. yeah. If we catch them earlier while they're still in the in the dreaming stages, mm-hmm. you have more an opportunity to help them engage so they do select career choices and opportunities that fit them. Especially yeah. in this generation that we're dealing with now. You know, with the millennials and Gen Z's population, it's a totally different generation than the generation that we that I grew up in. Right. Yeah. That we all grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these kids have already grown up with a set of core values and they've already set thought a thought process at three, four years old, how to use technology. Because one, they were born with it. Mm-hmm. And so their likelihood of staying at a place of employment for 25, 30 years is less likely than it was in our generation. Sure, These kids yeah. are more entrepreneurial. They're more, more out-of-the-box thinkers. They're very critical in their thought. And they're very engaged in social causes that affect not only their communities, but the communities around them. That's yeah. so true. Clearly, this is, I mean, there's a lot of passion that you're communicating with. 
How, how did you get connected into to this role, and, and why does it matter to you? Well, it matters to me because, one, I, I'm a South Carolina kid. Okay. I'm from Charleston. And so I remember um, the old adage of in education being 50 mm. and been in grad school, University of Tennessee, where individuals say, okay, how did he get here in this business program? Um, with coming from a state that's number 50, and I always had this 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 edge to say that how do we prove them wrong? Mm-hmm. And one of the one of my favorite quotes that I had growing up was the old Eli Whitney. When Eli Whitney speaks, everyone listens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sort of take that same approach into the job, mm-hmm. and, but I made it a life mission to not create programs but life changers, so people see citizens in South Carolina whole, totally differently. Yeah. Than they did in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know before the show started that, that you and Joel were having a little bit of a conversation, and, and I really think that that would be good to, to unpack yeah. a little bit more if that's okay. That's well, it was, it was interesting. I was, so I was talking with Josh, and then I heard Jay talking with Andy, and one thing just kind of stuck to me, and he was talking about how, because uh, I think they were just talking about having injuries and recovering from them and the recovery process. Uh, and you were talking about how you were in an accident, uh, a vehicle accident, and you basically were partially paralyzed and had to relearn essentially everything. And I immediately thought to, okay, how does that connect to what you do for work? Because to do what you do for work, literally what you're talking about, you're exuding compassion and empathy uh, and kindness and this desire to see not only people be better, but be better for everywhere else around them, not just locally, but globally. And I, my thought was, okay, does that inform anything or all of what you do and that was my question you were kind of talking about it earlier and you said like everything and i'd love to hear you more talk about that <laughs> so the the february 24th is, is always a tough day for me because uh, as, as a 19 year old uh student athlete got hit by a drunk driver i mm, uh, lost my best friend in the accident and i had um a year and a half of paralysis mm. and so i took the the adage of realizing i could probably never play sports again but what could i do well and I've always tried to view things as being an influencer in my community. Mm-hmm. And so when I took a job in higher education and I saw individuals that were getting degrees in these type things, but they were having to leave South Carolina to get an opportunity, mm-hmm. I said, okay, if I ever get an opportunity to be in some, some type of influence that's workforce related, that's helping individuals get access to information and opportunity, then I'm going to give that the same adage that I gave when I played a sport. Or sports, mm. and so this job to me is 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 very refreshing because it allows me to use my personal brand and the brand of the agency to make opportunities and become a reality for young young adults in South Carolina. Mm. Mm. That's wonderful. It also makes me think of this brand, Muncaster Financial Group, a friend of the show. Also housing within it, Synergy Coffee. I always say the best part of waking up is. Um, no, never mind. Actually, no. Just keep going. It's not, it's not Folgers. It's, it's Synergy. Synergy is its own thing. No. There's an edit there. there no, yeah. it's not. I did that on purpose. You did? Yes. Okay. Comedic timing. No edit. Yeah. No edit. I don't, I don't Do not, Matt. Do not edit it. We love you, Synergy Coffee. Keep going. I, I did have a thought, though, with what you just said. So you, when you were thinking about what can't I do, what could I do, there's a lot of dreaming in that thought. Mm-hmm. We love to dream as leaders. We love to dream about what, what could we see change in this environment. And we think about various elements. So it's, we've had people on the podcast that talk about 
special education, that talk about the financial sector, that talk about, you know, a city itself, uh, you know, and for you, you're talking about the workforce. What, what's your dream more now, like if you could dream even more than you already have about the workforce, what South Carolina could look like, what Greenville could look like, what would it look like to you? I, I think the world is already, is getting a taste of what Greenville can be. Hmm. And, and going forward, when we say green, we're talking about the whole county. Yeah. Right. But also what South Carolina can be. Mm. Yeah. But we have to be intentional. Right. You know, so we, you know, there's a difference between being strategic and being intentional. We're very strategic, but we have to now take it to the point of being intentional where there's some definable goal or outcome at the end of the day where we can see th- that fruit. Yeah. And hopefully by the time I retire, I'll be able to see young people over past years that are now in positions of authority. Wow. They're making changes in their communities. They're making changes in their place of employment. They're making changes in their lives. Because, again, we want to create this workforce to create life changes but not programs. Mm. We have a lot of programs that are great, but do they change lives? Yeah. yeah, Because wow. programs can make us feel good. Yeah. Right. That we've created something, we put something into play, but is it actually making an impact? And can we have the humility to recognize when, it, when it's not. See, I think the employer community is the biggest linchpin to, to a lot of this because they have the resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not only do they have the financial resources, but they have the influence. Mm-hmm. But the younger generation may not have the resources, but because they've grown up with technology, their workforce is all influenced by social media. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I try to share with presidents and CEOs and other individuals that I, that I deal with, even small businesses, understand the importance of social media and how it builds your workforce or it can dissuade from people from going to your workforce right because this generation the millennials and gen zers they communicate by those gadgets that you have called cell phones and linkedin and facebook and instagram and twitter and all of that right and that's how they communicate yeah. Yeah. so they're looking for places of employment where they can have that same freedom right one thing about this generation as it relates to workforce they want a quality of life they're yeah. not stressing out over things. Three to right. five years. So I tell employers all the time, you look at a young person's resume, you're going to see some non-consistency there because they're looking for opportunities that fit their narrative. Yeah. And so if we're going to have a workforce, I believe, that's going to be able to compete globally, it has to embrace some of the core values of the younger generation. Yeah. They're big on inclusion. They're big on equity. They're big on understanding that they bring value, mm-hmm. may not bring the experience, mm-hmm. but they bring the value, and then you work together to try to build that fit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that um, in a lot of the initiatives that we're doing here in Greenville. I know Josh's company is very supportive in, in some things we're doing with healthcare mm-hmm. because we want to make sure that our workforce understands that when you drive down 85 or I-85 and you see these facilities, even if it's manufacturing, there's more individuals in that facility beyond just people that produce some widgets and gidgets. Mm-hmm. They need people who are in logistics and accounting and global, global supply chain, those type things. So I'm trying to provide an opportunity for them to have access so they can see these things in real time. Yeah. In real, and, and, and that allows them to make decisions that decide to go to college or they decide to go straight from high school. Because right. at the end of the day, we need to do what I work for us. Whether you go to college, whether you go straight out of high school, whether you go to the military, wherever, whatever you do in life, at some point, you're going to be employed. Right, that's true. And in this generation, for their place of employment, a lot of them are going to be entrepreneurs. So we want to make sure if they want to be entrepreneurs that they have the foundational tools and skills necessary to not be in business six months, then they're closed. Yeah. yeah. When I want to unpack a little bit, when I think about Josh 
in his leadership role in business, when you're working with leaders in business, whether they're an entrepreneur, they're running a, you know, another corporation, they're as the supervisor, manager, even community leaders, what does it look like for you to accomplish your mission, to essentially lead these people when you're not necessarily responsible for them, but you've got to get them rallied to an idea and to a mission? What does it look like to lead through that? That's where intentionality comes into play. Yeah. And understanding your personal brand. Your personal brand is not that you networking and meeting people. Your personal brand is what tells people about you. Mm -hmm. So individuals know when I come to the table and try to engage them in the conversational engagement, it's not just to be meeting to be meeting. It's that there's some intentional goal that I'm trying to reach. Mm -hmm. So before I even have that meeting, I've already got in my mind, how does it help the entities that I serve? Because does it help the young generation? Does it help individuals that may be in in society? Mm -hmm. Does it help the college graduate? Does it help the mom and pop shop? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, I look at things in this way. If we started in K-12, and waiting on K-12 to get here, mm-hmm. what happens? So many things have changed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so true. my thought process is you start a dual journey. So K-12, business, at some point, they're going to intersect. Yeah. That allows them to have some commonality and common ground to what they can build. Mm. Because let's face it, this generation has already said that brick and mortar most of their dollars aren't going to be spent in brick and mortar. They're doing it online. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent all my Christmas this year. It was all hitting the button. <laughs> and I, I, and yeah. I enjoyed that. I actually, it's a funny story. My dad texted me this morning, and he thanked me because he didn't know you could pay with your phone. With your, like, your card could be on your phone. And I remember I was at Publix down in Florida, and I double-clicked and paid, and I went, the future's now, old man. <laughs> and he said, what? How do you do that? And I showed him, like, you actually already have your wallet on there, and then he said today, I forgot my wallet, and I only had 17 miles in my gas tank, and I paid at the pump. Wow, this is incredible. I'm like, Dad, come on, that's, <laughs> all right, okay. But it's, it's true, though, it's, yeah. it's so digital now. And see, this generation, because of their use of technology, as my son say, the, the millennial and the Gen Zer, I had to be adaptable, and I had to be willing to change, yeah. because you know I didn't want to do the cash apps and all this type stuff, because I want to make sure my money is secure. But we live in a world now where you can't live without technology. Mm -hmm. And what industry, what I try to get in front of industry as well is, this generation brings a value to your workforce because they understand technology where they can touch people by the touch of a button. Mm -hmm. That says a whole lot about you being able to touch the world that's global because you have someone at the table that can show you how to do that. I mean, it's just like the old days when we used to do interviews and they had the big cameras and all that. Yeah. Now we go on the podcast. Yeah. So the, the world of workforce is, is, is the same way. The world of workforce, if it's adaptable, they have more success. Yeah. If it stays in the same vein that it's in, then they don't have success because, one, these young people can make a post about an employer, yeah. and if it's negative or positive, it's going yeah. to affect their bottom line. We recently had a, 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 a Gen Z... Um, Summit, and the reason why we did that was to get millennials, Gen Zers, community leaders, business leaders in the room together so to have a conversation. Yeah. So yeah. that when employers start to reevaluate their hiring processes, they understand this generation is going to look, look totally different than this next generation. And what we got out of that, being intentional, was several of the, the leaders said we've got to change our business model and how we do business. Yeah. And for me, that's a plus because that allows me to help our talent 
Absolutely. Stay here in South yeah, Carolina. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're more willing to, I mean, if, if so I'm, I'm millennial, I'm, I know Gen Z's, we got people even under that now approaching the workforce. Mm-hmm. I can oftentimes be frustrated with Gen Z and people below because there is an element of you're not, you're not bending, I won't bend. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is there is a lack of humility. But uh, what I've noticed is if there is humility, like you're saying, and if, even in that context, we need to change our business practice. Gen Zs will then bend, will be more willing to bend yeah. because they've seen you bend, which I think is something to think about. It's not just I have to change or else we'll lose. Is I actually will now get a little more clout with this generation, more sway with them, more sway in their hearts and willingness to stay and bend because I showed that I'm not stuffy and rigid, which is, you know, the stereotypical view of an older generation in business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the workforce world has always been generational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I tell the younger generation, you're always going to have structure in place, but we have to be adapted and we have to put ourselves in a position to be successful mm-hmm. and being successful takes a team. Mm-hmm. So when I talk to leaders about their workforce or their organizations, I always use the adage of playing a sport. Sports bring people together. Yeah. Right. Different backgrounds, different ethnic groups, mm-hmm. economics, we all keep of that. coming back to sports on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. But it's really just it's valuable. Sports, it's sports, exactly. yeah. sports is a great model because you all have one common goal. Yeah. That's to win. No one likes to lose. But you play a role. Center doesn't play quarterback. The quarterback plays quarterback. Mm. The shooting guard doesn't play point guard, he shoots the ball, or she shoots the ball. So in, 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 this, in this whole workforce realm that we have, we have definable roles. Mm-hmm. And those definable roles a lot of times dictate success, success by allowing us to be innovative on in our thought and how we do business, mm. and then aligning those core values and supporting causes. And what you see a lot of entities doing now, they're supporting causes that they may say, you know what, it's really not important to me, but I'm looking at, at that next generation that's coming through this door, it's important to them. Mm-hmm. I've been in companies now where they actually have uh, display, display boards where they list in core values. Mm-hmm. And we talked to those individuals that work in the company and say, you know what, when I came to this place of employment, it wasn't about my resume because I didn't have experience, but they had core values that aligned with my core values. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Let's pull this down to the ground level. Josh, thinking about yeah. you in your role and, and how you would consider all of this and engaging all of this yeah. to practically implement it for you. How, yeah. how do you see all of this? Yeah, so you know, I've been blessed with the opportunity to work directly with Jay, and it's been a great process. And I, I, I accepted it because it's very much aligned with who I am as a leader. Um, and I think there are a couple of things that you've mentioned is that you know, leaders need to be adaptable. Right. And we've talked about that how many times that there's a lot of leaders, unfortunately, a lot of the older leaders that have been doing this for a long time, which I get it. Right. Um, they struggle with adapting to today's world. You know, something I've heard you say uh, so far is personal brand. Mm. That's something I have seen happen. Right. That somebody having a personal brand means that they're selfish or they're about themselves or they're just trying to build up their credibility and has nothing to do with the business. Mm. That's not the truth. That's not how things work today, right? And I think that we've also asked people when we hired them to have ownership. Yeah. Well, guess what? This generation wants to have ownership. It's personal to them but yet we're fighting them on that when they want to have a personal brand that actually aligns with what the company's about and they want to have buy-in and have a, have a, a say or let them be heard. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, not, not that much ownership, right? right. And, and, and you can't do that, right? So I, I think that 
I really was connected in uh, to, to Jay and what he's doing because it is true. We have to change who we are as organizations, as a leader, um, to stay successful, to stay relevant. Let's just be real, <laughs> yeah. right? To be relevant <laughs> yeah. in today's world. And, and there's always a competitor out there that's coming after you to do it bigger, better than you have. Right. Um, so you have to adapt. And... Um, you know, something that I really took on with Jay was getting into the schools. I've had the opportunity to go speak at a couple of local schools and, you know, talking to these kids, something I learned is that they are so interested in knowing what there is out there and mm-hmm. what they can do, but they also don't know what they want to do. Right. Well, I want to be a physical therapist. Great. But I'm going to talk to you about what a hospital is and we're going to talk about every department. And they go, well, I don't want to be a physical therapist. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a <laughs> occupational therapist. I didn't yeah. even know that existed. Right. And I think that we're missing the boat by not going out and talking to these kids yeah. at a young age. So I, I applaud you and I thank you for what you do because it's something that I personally have always tried to do individually. Um, but I'm just one little tiny guy, right? Yeah. And, and when you work for organizations, you're not self-employed. Yeah. You got to walk a certain mm-hmm. line, right? That's, that's correct. Um, and I've been blessed to work for an organization that allows me to, to do that and think outside the box. Um, and we're, we're uh, to, to get more to your, your question, Locally, we have seen the success within our organization locally here by doing what Jay has presented to us and yeah. uh, letting us get out in the community. And then when they come in, it's not just something we're saying or they're not fancy core values That's on right. the wall that we don't live. Mm-hmm. We live those core values. We let them have ownership and truly have a say in what we do um, and also let them be them. And not look at him and be like, man, you're just about yourself. You're just a selfish young kid that's about yourself. You I like know, being I, the one that everyone uses because yeah. I'm the youngest. Well, I really <laughs> meant you're a selfish <laughs> young kid. Well, I am, no, I'm joking. But, you're not. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, but um, you know, success will come from that. But you've got to get out of your own way. I think yeah. it's just so cool. Like the question you ask, I just I made the connection even thinking about it. This is what it looks like mm-hmm. when a humble malleable leader says all right i'm gonna i'm gonna receive your advice i'm gonna put it into practice and not in a fine i'll do it this i this will help us get more gener- younger generation it'll have us have more longevity as a company fine but okay i'm buying in all of it yeah because i believe it too and then now this your success which is completely obvious to everyone who knows you this is what what it looks like and this is what we're trying to tell you guys like this this is how to lead the right way well, and Both thank, sides. Thank you. But I want to say that too, that it, on the back end, yes, that reflects on my leadership. I get that. But I'm not the one doing the work. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's right. mm-hmm. I'm not the one doing the work. I'm saying, okay, and I'm accepting, and I'm letting these kids and these people that are professionals in, in what they do, do them, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's great. And they're like, whoa, and they want to work for you. They're happy. And then they put 100% in, 110% in for you. And of course, it's nice because it does reflect on me on the back end, but I'm not the one doing the work. Right. You know, yeah. it's those, those yeah. that you're are. You're not doing. an obstacle, you're an open gate. Correct. That's right. Yep. And, yep. and what you said is all relationship. Oh. It's about being humble. Relationship building, yeah. And building relationship. Absolutely. Amen. But that personal brand is important yep. because when you're having discussions about anything in life, especially in workforce, if you haven't been vetted, mm-hmm. all you're doing is making a, making a cold call. Yeah. yeah. But I've been blessed to be in a position where I can send an email or send a text and boom, there's a response yeah. because they vetted me. Yeah. And those young people mm-hmm. have taught me things that I wouldn't have never realized. I was I was talking to a younger younger person who's on my board and my two sons, and they said, with the pandemic, how you gonna how you gonna adapt? Because you used to going 
giving out a card, doing this, doing that. I said, Facebook. They was like, oh, that's old people stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, no slight on Facebook, but that's what they said. So they told no me, they said, I did not say that. They said, in your realm, use LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought about it. And I said, well, I, I'm not trying to find a job. But then I had to think, it's not about me finding a job. Mm -hmm. It's about me having access to individuals who can employ it. Yeah. Right. So right. as Josh knows and others know in the community, I post all the time mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, thanking them, being humble because they've given these young people yeah. an opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I've seen these young people now in places of employment, and it's, and it's actually changed their lives. Yeah. And some of those employers just say, hey, I met so-and-so because you had a partnership social that put young people with industry professionals and those mm -hmm. type of things. So we think very innovative out of the box, but it's all been intentional. Yeah. yeah. Brett, can I ask one question? Yeah, sure. You know, I, I, I'd like to go back to this whole personal brand thing. Why I bring that up is I have personally had some roadblocks for myself with that um, in, the, in the past. And I, I would love to hear a little bit more what your thought process is with the younger generation coming in and what does that personal brand look like, right? We, we, we think about NFL players, we see it all the time, they're all about themselves. Well, they're part of a team, but they are about themselves to a certain point, but that's their brand. They're mm -hmm. building their brand because guess what? As we saw with Damar, that quickly, mm -hmm. your career's over. Right, mm -hmm. so you have to prepare yourself for the future. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean if you're building a, a, a personal brand that you're not committed to your employer. But I think that's a timid that's intimidation, right? I think employers are intimidated by one of their employees building a personal brand because they're not committed. Right. And I think that that's not a good way of looking at things. So can you kind of talk about? about so more? in 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 my in my world of work of, of helping and building the relationship with with all of our stakeholders. I've been very fortunate to, to work for an agency that understands that their personal brand gets me in the door. Mm -hmm. That gold selling that car gets me in the door. But they're not talking to the company, the company's talking to me. Mm. So we have to be in alignment. Right. And so one watches the other. So if I have a bad day, it affects them. If they have a bad day, it affects me. And to your point to these young people, that, that whole personal brand to them is because they're gonna go on social media and say, who's Jay Blankenship? When we grew up, there was no social media to go right. to. They're gonna go to social media and they can live in Indiana somewhere and say, who's Jay Blankenship? They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna connect with me, mm -hmm. then they're gonna follow, and they're gonna look at how does he move day to day? What does he really do? And they're looking at the things that I post and the things that I say. Mm -hmm. But also the businesses and leaders and communities that I engage with, they're reading the same things. I'm a very humble person. Believe in team, believe in making sure that I'm very selfish when it comes to South Carolina. Mm. I, want, I, I want individuals to realize we have so much talent mm -hmm. here in South Carolina that is not just a diamond in the rough because it's a diamond in the rough because we haven't provided all the access of information and opportunity that mm. we need to. So as, like Josh said, they go into the schools, they go into the community then the offside of that is we bring them to them. Mm -hmm. So now it's a two-way street. You mm -hmm. see what they do, they see how you live. Now they're saying, oh, I wanna go work at that place of employment. Mm -hmm. Because all those in individuals should have a good day. Mm -hmm. You never see me walking in the community engaging leaders on a bad day. For every day for me, just by breathing is great. Mm -hmm. But Amen. selfishly, coming up in an environment where there was so much negative stereotype about South Carolina, it's been so rewarding of changing that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And when young people see that, 
They don't see someone that says they've been in the job six months trying to change the narrative. They see somebody that has a roadmap yeah. Yeah. Of, of, of making this happen. Yeah. That's I awesome. I want to land the plane by asking you this. I want you to speak to the leader out there, whether they have a successful business or organization that is thriving or they are pulling their hair out or maybe there's no hair left. <laughs> And they are trying to, they're trying to lead well, but they're overwhelmed by this idea or the, the multiple ideas that we've shared about looking at their workforce differently, looking at potential workforce differently. Um, how do they take that first step through being overwhelmed and, and learning and all the things that they feel like they need to do? How do they take that first step towards this way of thinking? I think they have to take a look at self first. Mm. Because the individuals identify that company with them. Yeah. So when people say that's Jay Blankenship, someone gonna say, "Oh, that's Commerce," or someone said that's Commerce, they gonna say Jay Blankenship. Mm. Yep. So I have to make sure, and any leader that's experiencing these things, take a look at self. Do you fit the core value of the organization that you represent? But then, how do you make that workforce better? So you have to be innovative with an intentional plan, and you have to have the camaraderie that goes with that, and the people that work for you have to believe that you have the vision to be able to see that mission through. Yep. And as you see those things going along, it's like life. You're going to have peaks and balance mm. all day long, but you have to just have persevere and persevere and persevere because at some point, some entity is looking at you. Right. Mm. Whether that's another organization that's willing to buy, wanting to buy you up or an individual that's seeking you for employment. And we all define leadership differently. You can read all the leadership books you want to. <laughs> leadership, for me, is intrinsic. Mm -hmm. And my leadership style is not the style for everyone. Right. My style is I'm very humble. I love people. I love having conversations with people. I love being able to say that, hey, that's the South Carolina right there. Regardless of what high school they go to, what job they work for, what place of employment they may be, it's all South Carolina. And what I try to tell leaders is we look at, I work in a system. So if a kid in traditional brick and mortar has to get the same opportunity as a kid that's homeschool, virtual school, or charter school, for me it's a system. Mm -hmm. Because an employer is, is not saying, oh, you went to this brick and mortar school, so you, you're better than this kid that went to a charter school. That's not what they're saying. What we want to show is, irregardless of what system you come from, you have the ability to do the job and compete successfully. So at the end of the day, either you're aligned with that entity or you're able to align things to do it for yourself. And I think leadership has a lot with that. I've been very fortunate to have great leaders. Uh, I have one in particular, he's retired now. He's done a lot for the state and we had a conversation. And one thing he said was, just be you. Yeah. Because whatever you do in life, mm. when you're trying to lead people or lead community, it's you that looking at. Yeah. And if you just be you and be genuine and be humble about what you do, don't always want the pats on the backs and all this type stuff. Mm -hmm. I could care less about the wars and all those things because again, selfishly, when I leave this role of employment, I want to be able to say those young people in South Carolina have changed the narrative of how the world sees South Carolina. Love it. It's been great. Jay, thank you. Thank you for, for your time and, and for what you're doing Absolutely. for the community and for organizations and businesses that are that are trying to bring in that workforce yeah. and the work that you're doing. You are well, making an impact. You Just are. know as, that. You're as Josh knows, I always say this. I can't do 
what I do on behalf of South Carolina Department of Commerce without you as a community, business leaders willing to come to the table, organizations willing to come to the table, and allow me to come run my mouth and come with a plan and say, hey, how do we help this generation of workforce? How do we change the narrative for this workforce that then changes the community? And over all these years, I've been very fortunate that those doors have been open. Well, you have a supporter through us here oh, with yeah. Viewpoint. Yeah. And a partner. Absolutely. Thank you. And a partner, absolutely. Thank and you. Grateful for our listeners and our viewers. Look forward to being with you on our next episode. Take care.